This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Yeah, well, we'd like to start out fast, you know, when they have a really good pass rush. So when they know the team's dropping back and, and throwing the ball, you know, they can kind of tee off. So we want to get out to a strong start. But, you know, whatever the game calls for us, for, for, to, for us to win, we're going to go out and do. If we get behind early, you know, we're not going to panic. So, you know, maybe a, a comeback is going to be necessary, but... You know, we'd like to jump out early and kind of control the game. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday as we're just days away now from Super Bowl 56. The voice there of Joe Burrow talking about maybe a comeback will be necessary. We'll see how this game plays itself out. We did get some injury news yesterday in the Super Bowl. We'll get to that here in a minute. We got a ton to get to on this Thursday. Three incredible guests to help get you ready for Super Bowl 56. Joe Gallant, our touchdown guy, he'll join us uh, top of the 10 a.m. Eastern hour. Ed Fang of the Power Rank joins us at 10.20 Eastern. And Adam Chernoff, senior strategist of Covers.com, joins us in the 11 a.m. Eastern time hour of our show. So some great guests. We will do our Super Bowl food draft today, which I'm going to get hungry during. And uh, and we'll be on NBA trade deadline watch. And I will be sitting here in James Harden deadline watch uh, outside of Philadelphia. So there's a lot going on today. Joe, how are you doing this morning? Doing fantastic. Is anybody sick of it? it? Does this feel like the longest week ever? We're not gonna be sick of it tomorrow. Like we're we're gonna be slap happy. It's a Friday. That's what we do on the show. It's before the last football game of the season, so it'll be uh, thrilling. But the Thursday before, the day before, are we kind of like, all right, geez, like I haven't. It feels like I haven't seen football in a month. I felt that way yesterday, but then yeah. I woke up today super excited. Like a kid okay. knowing Christmas is coming really soon. That's sort of the vibe I have today. But yesterday I was like, man, I'm doing so much research. I've got so many bets, you know, and now I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, it's funny because we spent two weeks on this one game, right? So we, we all have this thought in our head of how this game is going to go. Slow start. Yeah. Maybe it picks up. And then by like 7 o'clock on Sunday night, it's the, all, all everything we've been thinking could just get blown up and thrown out the window. It could be 14-10 in the first quarter. And we're like, wait a second. What are we yeah. talking about here? Well, that's when I look at, at the, the list of prop bets that I've compiled, and this is why I've asked all of our smart guests, and we have a few terrific a plus ones coming up on today's show is are you correlating all of your props because you can get in trouble because if they're all playing to a specific game script shouldn't you just pick one or two of them instead of 10 different ones you know what i mean so and, and it's curious to hear the different answers some say that you absolutely do some it's not about correlating at all it's just about betting edges and uh i'm thrilled to find out what uh, some really smart and successful bettors like Adam Chernoff 
from covers.com, uh, how he's going to play this. He has a very popular sports betting podcast, which uh, he ended the season like a week ago. He gave his initial thought on the Super Bowl when everybody else is punch, pumping out as much Super Bowl content as possible. He ended his podcast, but he's been doing some YouTube stuff. So curious what's, uh, what he thinks and some of the smart people he's had on his show. Ed Fang from the Power Rank. Awesome. It's, I mean, some of his uh, numbers and he doesn't go along with a lot of the group think, which I always appreciate where Ed comes from. And then then we'll cover the touchdown stuff with Jill. Right. I mean, so we're going to cover all bases, even if you're sick of our opinions and maybe they're getting a little stale. But man, I I was looking at some cross sport props that I haven't studied a whole uh, a whole lot of because there's so many offerings out there. I'm like okay, this is this is a different way to bet it, and it's something that I, I typically I haven't done in the past. I, I'm intrigued by the Masters ones, but I also don't want to sit around for a couple months to see if my bet comes through. Yeah, that could be hard. Yeah, that could be a hard wait. I feel the same way. I was thinking about in terms of like diversifying your Super Bowl bets. Uh, the anytime touchdown, and you know, could be a way to do that too. You know, if you think it's going to be a slow start and a lot of field goals, add some anytime touchdowns in there and maybe, you know, you can have some diversity. Yeah. And those, and depending on who you hit, if you hit a kind of a, a long shot, I'm sure Jill will, will share one or two with us. Um, you could, I mean, you can make a bunch right on those long shot touchdown props early, yeah. especially if it's someone we're not thinking of. That that uh that Jill thinks might make it to the end zone. One injury note we got yesterday from Sean McVay. It's good news for the Rams. It's also good news if you're with me on the Cam Akers under for rushing yards. Daryl Henderson sounds like he's on track to play. And maybe mm -hmm. this is games with shit. Maybe McVay's lying, but he seems to be saying they're gonna ride the hot hand, and it could be up to a four-person backfield for the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday against wow. the Bengals. I'm still looking at 64 and a half. For Cam Akers? Are we kidding here? Is this free money for FanDuel? 64 and a half for Cam Akers? Well, I'm, I'm hearing another running backs in the rotation now. It just feels like a crazy number for him. There was a stretch, though, in the middle of the season where Daryl Henderson was scoring a lot of touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Have they added him yet? Because I, I looked a, a couple days ago, and he was not on there as an anytime touchdown option, but... I would definitely look at that because there was a stretch of, I want to say seven games where he found the end zone every time. Okay. So I, I would not see him as of now. I'm sure they'll, Aaron, if he's active, they're going to add him. Yeah. I, thinking, I think they're probably waiting. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this as well. So we like acres unders. We've talked about this all week for a multitude of reasons. And one of them was the, the Henderson speculation, but, I mean, he was out there because Akers was hurt. We have to, we have to consider that. So wh where is he truly in the rotation? Right. They've been leaning on Michelle a lot later. Um, we've seen a bunch of Akers fumbles, a lack of productivity. It was a big story when he was coming back from his injury. Oh, he's going to be ready for the playoffs. Remember how great Akers can be when he's right. When he's right. He has not been right. And he has not co really come all that close to this number going over. And that was without competition in the backfield. Should we, if we're going acres under, maybe you can get yourself into trouble this way. But should you also <laughs> go Michelle over? Should you go over Michelle attempts? Uh, a lot of people believe, including Michael Lombardi, that the Rams are going to run the ball a lot. And I was asked this question on the radio the other day, but okay, so should you take acres overs? Well, no, not necessarily because there's been zero efficiency. Like he can get a ton of touches, but it doesn't mean he's going to go over on the yards. Right. You could go acres over attempts 
under on yards or we can go over on Michelle if you're going under on acres. Like how far do we want to go or do we just want to hone in on on one Rams rushing prop? It's a good question, right? You, you could you could correlate both, but then the, the Henderson aspect comes into it, right? Like, is is the are the carries that that Michelle has been getting? Do we get some of those to go to Henderson? I don't know. I, I don't know how McVeigh is going to play this out. I do, I do think it's a mistake if they run the ball a lot. They should throw to win this game. I, I just think if they let the Bengals hang around, they're going to regret it late. I, I just feel like Sean if Sean McVeigh plays this thing close to the vest, and we're sitting there in the fourth quarter, like. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. 17, 13 Rams. I, I think it's good. I think that could be – they could lose that one. Trouble. I mean, I, yeah, they should put them away yeah. if they can. I am still seeing some books post 65 and a half for Acres and 20 and a half for Michelle. Yeah, you could put those together. I mean, that doesn't but if take Henderson's out there, out. you probably I know. you don't feel great about going over on Michelle. It's it's interesting because I mean we've been talking about the biggest mismatch, you know, the the Rams front seven, the Bengals offensive line, like just trying to figure out this game script. I keep overanalyzing it since we've had so much time. I'm hyped. So the other thing I'm looking at because I pulled up uh, anytime touchdown scorers here. Uh, boy, the numbers and the value on defensive touchdowns in this game. Are higher than any game I can remember this season. So you, you know, we we always talk about these, right? We put our same game parlays we together. These. We love these, right? And usually, I did a Rams defensive first touchdown just for funsies already because wouldn't that be just be amazing? Awesome. If, yeah. So usually these numbers, I would say, typically plus four seventy, right, five to one in, in that range, a defensive score in a, in a, any particular game. Right now on Fanduel, you can get the Rams at six to one. You can get the Bengals at seven to one to score a an anytime touchdown. I know it's a Super Bowl and and like everyone's going to be playing their as smart as possible on offense and not giving the ball away. But boy, right? There's some that that's a lot of value on defensive scores in this game. Yeah, I'm trying to. Which side would you go? You would bet Bengals, right? Because of, just because of the Stafford factor, even though I've been we've all been a big fan of the way he's played in yeah. the postseason, and it is most notable because. One of the storylines, narratives was about, oh, he's never won a playoff game. He's never won a playoff game. So was it about the Lions? Well, we've learned. Yeah, it was mostly about the Lions, the way he's played this season. So that's I, I, I would go Bengals. But I also, because of the, the conservative coaching style on both sides, which has led to many of my prop bets, I would not bet that one. You could get thirty-four to one on first touchdown, like Aaron did, or twenty-nine to one. Boy, I mean, it's just fun. To one. We yeah, love defensive fun. touchdowns, but I didn't. Yeah. I put like a dollar on it because why not? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna since they're so conservative. Are we gonna see uh, two-point conversion in this game? That's all. That's always fun stuff that people talk about with the Super Bowl. Will there? Will it go over two and a half players attempting a pass? Will there be a, a two-point conversion? Will there be a successful two-point conversion? I've got to imagine the odds are much different than what we've seen um, in previous seasons because those, uh, those conversions have been so prevalent. I did I did bet on yes um, for a successful two-point conversion. I know both these coaches are conservative, but, you know, this is the Super Bowl. And if this is a close game, I could see, you know – one of them getting aggressive, maybe changing things up a little bit, doing what they don't normally do. So, um, what was it? It was the plus two fifty. 
I also was looking up um, first score after six minutes had elapsed. Yep. Yep. That one I was researching this morning. I really liked, especially on the Ram side and the Bengals side. I was looking at back at their most recent games. Maybe you could find one game on for each team where that wouldn't have hit. Um, but you know, so you what? What is, is the prop? Be, so it's no score until after at, six at least minutes? six minutes will have elapsed before a field goal or a touchdown. Basically, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I think that has been one of those props that has stood out this week that we see in common with many of our, our guests. I think David Behrman brought that one up yesterday. I think he said Minus five minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five minutes and 30 seconds. It's what said I said. 530. Um, last five Super Bowls, there's not been a score in the first six minutes. Last five. I mean, so this is what typically happens. And right. that that is part of the reason that a lot of the props that, that I'm on lead to a low a slower start including uh yes. that first half under first quarter under i talked about that in lightning bets yesterday i think it all a lot of it does make sense i don't think i'm gonna bet that particular one because i don't need to add to any more because i have so many well that, i uh, could also see evan mcpherson you know they yeah. they get down the field and here he comes but you know at minus 135 and you look at the history of what's happened i like that bet you These know early sweats are fun. There's a lot I, of ways for early sweats. It's remarkable about those. You said the last five Super Bowls, no, no score in the first, what, five, six minutes of the game? Six minutes. Six, six minutes. minutes. So three of those games have been pretty high-scoring games by the end. I mean, the, like the, mm -hmm. the slow starts really don't have an impact on the, on the final score. I mean, in that stretch, we did get a couple of lower score. Right? Tampa Bay, Kansas City was 40 total points last year. Um, and then the Rams Patriots was 16 total points. But the other three in that five-year stretch, 34-28, 41-33, 31-20. So we're getting still big numbers, over 50 into the 60s. That like it doesn't matter, right? That they, they will figure it out. That the teams will get going eventually. Mm -hmm. Which is why for almost two weeks I've been talking about the second half being higher scoring right. than the first half. Did not get home last year. Maybe some people are going to jump off of it because of that. Um, but for the last five years, second half has been higher scoring than the first half. And it makes sense. Bengals start slow. Rams typically start slower. Uh, the unders hit a lot in the first quarter for both of these teams. So unless it's a complete blowout, similar to last year, season Super Bowl, that should hit again. That should hit again. I That's something I bet every single year. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun to watch this. we got a lot to hit on today. The other thing, and we'll, we'll hit on it if anything breaks during the show, we'll obviously react. It is the NBA trade deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, and I am knee-deep in uh, James Harden rumors here as I, as we do the oh, show. Oh, wow. No, go go ahead. Let, let's keep people up to speed because there's, there's a lot going on. So the latest from Woj this morning was that uh, – it's funny that this came out this way. Harden wants to be traded, wants to ask out, fears backlash of asking out for the second straight year, so he doesn't actually want to do this publicly. But now it's out there, right? Like Now it's public. Now It now looks like public. he quit on his team already. I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag, right? Yeah, I think good good job keeping played. it a secret. Right, he hasn't played in a week. He's got a hamstring or whatever. Um <laughs> It feels like a game of chicken now where the, the Sixers feel like he might just walk, walk there in free agency. But do they wait? Do they wait and risk that he changes his mind again? I think he's off on that. Like People already felt that mm -hmm. when we heard the rumors and we see that he hasn't played recently. I don't I don't hear people in NBA circles or fa just fans screaming, Harden's a quitter. 
because that's already in people's minds. Like you're not going to change that by staying in Brooklyn another year, even if you don't really want to. Like this is just part of the NBA right now. And if you want out, you know, last year we remember you got fat and you got out. <laughs> and we're fat suit. And now he's faking an injury. Now he might yeah. get to Philadelphia. So we'll follow this thing. If anything breaks during the show, we'll react. It's obviously the biggest story in the NBA right now. James Harden's getting traded to the Sixers or not. We got a lot to hit on with the Super Bowl. We'll continue with props on the other side. Three great guests to come. Joel, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with BetQL Daily. Presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.